0: Friday people welcome back to the wrestling podcast that's wrestling spelled w-r-s-t-l-i-n-g it's all of the graps but without the e but of course me and g we're not anti-e we're simply pro wrestling my name is liam this guy is gareth hey and welcome back friends good to see you thanks for joining us last time for episode 100 uh with ddt star and uk legend legend chris brooks (laughs) do get that man some garlic and herb dip get it sent out there you know if you're Buying checkies and T-shirts, this is lovely stuff. But you heard, <laughs> you heard on the podcast that he needs the dip. So what he know, really needs, now. exactly. We thought we'd try something different, uh, a new wrinkle to the podcast going forward. Because we've got our interview episodes, our more general show review episodes, and our round the world bits, along with the uh, end of year list. But we thought we'd add a couple of new. Concepts into the mix. And the first one is a bit of a game. <laughs> it's a bit of a game. What we wanted to do was something called Wrestling 101. Uh Wrestling about the E, of course.
1: And on episode 101. On episode 101. That's why we've gone down this route today.
0: Indeed. Indeed. And basically, what we're doing is a complete rip on the TV show Room 101, if you've ever seen that. If you haven't, Room 101 refers, it's in reference to George Orwell's. 1984 book in that room 101 was a torture chamber inside the ministry of love and essentially anything that we send to room 101 is gone it's been battered it's uh, eviscerated it's gone to hell
1: gone down the memory hole
0: so in in theory anything you put in there you'd only put things that you don't want in wrestling anymore so that's what we're focusing on professional wrestling and we're going to be asking our guests going forward on on particular episodes which three things they would like to put into Room 101. And myself and Gareth will make a decision on whether or not this is an acceptable uh, dismissal or not. Um, And I suspect, for the most part, because we're polite Brits, (laughs) they all will be. (laughs) But we can afford to be less polite today because we're doing a test run. And uh, I'm hosting and Gareth is submitting, so... I can afford to be a bit more robust in my judgment.
1: <laughs> just, you're just going to turn <laughs> them no, all down, no, just despite no. me. Yeah,
0: come back next week. So, gee, have you got your three things? I do, yeah. Right. And
1: it was a real, it was a real struggle coming up. The one of them I knew without even giving any thought, that like I knew what it was going to be. But the other two I really struggled with, just because I don't. Yes, I watched wrestling with a like through a critical lens. However, like. I'm pretty happy with most stuff like I'm not very particularly a particularly negative person generally and you know nothing really like catches my eye too much yeah so I really had to sort of dig dig deep.
0: Yeah, you're like a neat seeking missile. You find all the positive stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I, I
1: like to think so. That yeah, I just I see the you know I lift, want to lift up the good stuff and I just kind of ignore the.
0: You just sort of yeah. I think a lot of the time with us, and maybe it's a, a criticism that people might have of us. I don't know. Um, let us know. We're keen to hear. But you know, we are relatively glass half full on things that yeah. aren't good because. For one, there's 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 effort going in one way or the other, and I think if you've sort of had any taste of performance, then it's very difficult to just sit here and criticise somebody outright because you know what's going into that. But also, things are a work in progress. Things can improve, and you know, and also you know, not all wrestling is equal. So it's very difficult to give match A the same level of uh, scrutiny as like you know okada omega pick a good one you know that sort of thing so it's i i think that's that's probably the reason why we we don't tiptoe around it but we're certainly softer on it and no there's no desire whatsoever to just come out and just be like this is awful this guy sucks yeah you
1: know come on there's no need for that that uh sort of indignation ecosystem you know that you find you know that's it generates it does generate a lot of click and a lot of engagement Mm. but it's just not us
0: yeah, I like I'm going to remember that phrase for when we when we when we do me indignation ecosystem. Yeah, that's a spoiler. That's going straight in. Anyway, um, with all of those caveats out of the way, uh, what is your first item you're putting or submitting for inclusion in Wrestling 101?
1: I think if you're a longtime listener, you will probably might see this one coming a move that I think has just been done to death to the to the point of being effectively like worthless and it's. It's the the Canadian Destroyer.
0: Well, look, I've known you for a long time. I thought there were two two moves that I thought could be on the slate here, and the the Destroyer was one of them. Have you got another
1: move on your... No, no, it's just just one move. What did you you think the other one might be? I
0: thought you might go for the Sling Blade as well. Okay. That's one that I've heard you could kind have of say or mutter under your breath when we watch. <laughs> oh, too many people use this. Yeah,
1: this, this <laughs> <thing like that. laughs> but yeah. So for me, the the Canadian Destroyer. You know, when initially debuted, Peter Williams in TNA now mm. Impact, uh loved it. You know, it was a pretty much invariably a match gender. Yeah, and you just had like the one guy doing it. That was you know his his thing. Now you've got more or less everybody doing it. In for me, it just the psychology of it, like it often gets used at times when it doesn't make a ton of sense to be there, or it's just you know done in such an elaborate way, like it's a people are trying to kind of do the most elaborate, weird, wacky version of it.
0: Yeah, it's a party piece now, yeah, yeah,
1: you know, you have like Dustin Rhodes using it just to like show he can still go, and you know, you've got people, there'll be matches where you have somebody make somebody do it to like their partner or off of something yeah like it's just Mm. and like i think that's the thing for me is the it stretches my suspension of disbelief to the point of incredulity Uh, you know i just it it breaks that sense of suspension of disbelief which i feel like i'm very good at like putting on when i'm watching wrestling Mm. you know those blinkers but then every time you get some wacky version of this move taking place it just pulls me, you know, kicking and screaming out of that sort of state I'm in where I'm I'm buying it all. I'm just like, oh.
0: Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I suppose it's one of those ones where it's very difficult to look at it and go, Well, that's a real move. They're really doing it to that person. Like yeah. the cooperation is clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess the more elaborate it becomes, the more not I don't want to use it, but I'm not the more the more blatant yeah. that that sort of uh, that cooperation is.
1: Yeah. so yeah, I, I you know, know what you're saying. And there's times where you might see it like multiple times per show, either from mm-hmm. the same person or dueling destroyers in the same match, or multiple people in different matches using the destroyer. And you know, that's not to say I, I do feel like that kind of move spamming something becoming very hot. Has a long history in kind of indie wrestling. Certainly, certainly in the states, early two thousands, you had the double stump, Mm -hmm. uh, which was massive. You had the face. I'm I'm
0: still not over that, to be honest with you. I still struggle with double stumps.
1: Yeah, you had like face washes in the corner, Mm. cannibal sentons as well. Like, what got really big. Uh, you know so there's there's times where these happens but like all of those I can I'm a lot, I feel like I'm a lot more forgiving too but just because you know there's less i think there's less of that like obvious cooperation or like mm. less suspension of disbelief with those moves happening you know it was more just the like oh this move is very popular whereas for me it's a case of popularity and suspension of disbelief wrecking in the canadian destroyer
0: so is it akin to you know whatever's number one in the charts being used as your alarm clock and just being sort of repeatedly you know used to wake you up multiple times in the morning you know like if you put it on snooze and you just keep getting who's big right now i'm going to show my age but it's not one direction they're not a thing anymore <laughs> they went in the wrong direction um
1: i'm just i'm just gonna leave you twisting in the wind on that one okay. trying to pull a reference taylor swift there we go there All you, right, go. you found it i'm back you know, if it's
0: the, the latest Taylor Swift song, you know, as your as your alarm clock constantly waking you up, it would really put you off that song. So I guess in many ways, it really stretched an analogy. but
1: <laughs> Definitely in the early days of The Destroyer, when it was just one man doing it, I was like, I was always pleased to see it. It was fun, but it was like siloed off. It was discreet, but mm-hmm. now it's everywhere. Like it's infected the scene.
0: But to play devil's advocate, it is still impressive, right? You know, oh, I yeah. think it, it does always get a reaction.
1: It elicits a response. And there's there's no denying that it does elicit a response,
0: you know, because it could have gone the way of like a snapmare or a you know, sidewalk slam whereby it doesn't get anything or it's just a transitional move. But even though it's not a match ender, it does seem to it does seem to set the place on fire. So you can understand people are dipping into it. More regularly.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I I get why people would want to use it, but it feels like a kind of like cheat code now to getting a pop.
0: Ah, it's cheap. It's a cheap one. Yeah, okay. That makes a lot of sense. So what's the what's the route back for the destroyer? Like if we were to try and save it from wrestling 101, like could it, it you know, could somebody claiming it in the way that PT Williams once did, like, you know, it being passed on to somebody in particular, yeah. or just generally scaled down? Or do you think it's kind of proliferated now to the point where it's
1: it's exhausting. I think it's done. And it kind of needs to it needs to kind of go into retirement for a, a, a few years at the very least, you know, and then only having the odd person, you know, like having Pete Williams, I think, say, you know, this is this is the successor of the move once he sort of hangs out I know he still kind of wrestles, um, I think that would go a long way to being like, right, it's just this person that should be using it, perhaps.
0: Whoever it is, I'd like to see given to somebody massive i think <laughs> you know, you just passed on to calvin Tankman. you you've got the destroyer now and you know if you bust <laughs> oh, no. it out it's it's a problem yeah so.
1: yeah yeah, but yeah okay. so yeah it's just it's just done for me definitely catches my i'm just a raised eyebrow anytime it happens in a match <laughs>
0: okay well we don't want any more raised eyebrows and you know I, this is a difficult one for me to turn down because i know how personal it is this is a deep running thing <laughs> We're like, we've gone for a bit of therapy here and i can't just say well no gareth so okay the the canadian destroyer is gone it's in wrestling 101 <laughs> so so right. canadian destroyer everybody stop using it. it is officially gone it's yeah, been deleted that... from the movesets if you're trying to create a wrestler on one of those games you won't gone. find it there anymore. It's gone. Um, <laughs> okay, fine. Well, that is number one out of the way. Now we're into uncharted waters. It's because I half expected the Canadian destroyer. <laughs> so, what have you got for your second entry?
1: So, second entry is more of like a less of like a ten. It's not like a tangible thing. It's like a conceptual thing mm, in wrestling. Okay. okay. So, one thing that always frustrates me is. Where is having your tag champs getting beaten by a thrown together team? Ah,
0: yes, absolutely, absolutely.
1: So, and because it happens all too often, one of those story beats that I think thrown together tag team in a match against the tag champs overcoming the odds. But it just look. I'm not saying that that story beat has to be done entirely. It just don't beat your champs. <laughs>
0: I know what you're saying, because it's like, you know, what well, okay, if we took Messi, Ronaldo, how, you know, whoever, and put them, you know, in a in a in the team against Manchester City, unfortunately, are they gonna win? I wouldn't have thought so, because Manchester City are a well-oiled team. They know exactly what they're doing. Mm. Whereas, you know, the team of Messi and Ronaldo already you've got two passengers who just want to just want all the glory. Sorry, United and uh, PSG fans. So, you know, already, and in theory, I always think that should be the Achilles heel of these teams, basically, yeah. that, you know, if you throw in two singles, they are effectively going to be playing the roles of Messi and Ronaldo. They both are going to have that sense of ego that, in theory, singles wrestlers have because every one of them wants mm-hmm. to get the one title – um, whereas you have the duality that comes with tag team wrestling, yeah. you have less of that, it just stands to reason, so I'm always surprised when that happens I, but then I I also accept that it's Messi and Ronaldo or whoever it is in this case and they are fantastic and in theory on their day they could beat anyone, so I do get it um, is there been can you remember a time where it's been particularly egregious or or alternatively that it's actually worked
1: not off the top of my head it's just one of those things that i've just seen over you know over 20 plus years of watching wrestling it and but also it's not seen as a particularly big deal when it happens as well i think that's the thing it's not like oh my god i can't believe you know that these two thrown together dudes have just beaten the best team in the company
0: yeah you you're so right in fact if anything it's the reverse oh wow the, the tag team champions beat these two it really shouldn't be like that yeah you're absolutely right that's a that's a that's a big
1: point you know i think it's less so now you know you've got sort of companies that are putting more uh emphasis on tag divisions um you know aw especially you know tag tag wrestling is a is a big thing I can't off the top of my head recall it happening there but certainly in many many other companies you see it See yeah. time,
0: and I think it probably. I, I suspect Japan is probably as guilty of this yeah. as, as almost anyone else, if not more. Be-
1: because I think more so because you do have fewer really established tag teams. duos, yeah, yeah. All
0: right, teams, yeah. It's so true. It's that sort of stable mentality mm. where it's slightly different. I thought when I when you were talking about this, I was thinking about that match with the aggression in Noah where they. They won the belts from Segura and oh gosh, it was it Sakuraba. Sakuraba. Yeah. And that was that was so amazing. And in many ways, you know, those are both teammates, you know, and the aggression, you know, so Segura Goon and the aggressions, they both got the names, uh, you know, etc. So they are teams, Mm. but they do also have a slight feel of being thrown together or being kind of two singles guys first tag wrestlers second
1: they're all strong individuals aren't they yeah
0: yeah yeah. so in many ways you know in japan perhaps it perhaps it's less of a big deal because there's that singles focus Mm. it's more egregious when you have these guys that are just like right we're a team that's all we do yeah and then they go and get smashed by whoever so it'd be
1: like you know you know, let's take FTR, who I think you can everyone can agree are like one of the best sort of teams in the teams of the world. And you just throw two singles guys together that have conceivably never teamed before in their life, and then roll them over. That's that's wildly egregious, isn't it? It's just like how has this yeah. been allowed to happen?
0: Okada and Tanahashi rolling over FTR, but then it's Okada and Tanahashi. Yeah,
1: you know, you can see it, but also, yeah, yeah. they're not an established team. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's I just the, the, it's just a beat that don't also. Why are you booking yourself into that corner?
0: Yeah. I I think the, the real the, the crux of this is the is the the frequency. Yeah. You know, if it was a special thing, a one-off or I you know, a rarity, then you could really see it. You mm. know, with like that's I think that's quite a good example. Like if, if you had a match with Okada and Tanahashi versus FTR, I think people would be within their rights to sort of approach that as a bit of a a pick 'em, you know? Yeah. the Yes, they're not a team, but good lord. Yeah. The, they're they're two, two of the super best ever. for goodness yeah. sake. Mm-hmm. You know, and against, you know, the absolute best or one of the absolute best tag teams. But where it happens so often, you would I personally would walk into that thinking, well I can't I yeah, they're definitely winning this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's no way yeah, there's any doubt. other result. Yeah. <laughs> and it really shouldn't be like that. So yeah, that's fine. Oh gosh, we're off to a terrible start. That one's gonna have to go in as well. <laughs> 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 okay, we need so you, new hosts. So you, so you that agree with criti- that one? Good, I do, good, good, yeah, good. I do agree with that. And it, it's sort of, I can live with it on a on a scarce basis, but the, the point you made about, you know, the expectation now is that the tag team champions or the top tag team loses, that is is so yeah, true. It it's so entrenched and it doesn't make any sense. So for that reason, it goes into wrestling 101.
1: <laughs> I oh. think, it, so originally I was going to be less less specific with it and just say so, solid you know uh, solidified tag teams being beaten by two you know by throwing together teams mm. and i think that one i think i would have lost that argument i think
0: yeah because it's difficult isn't it because the not all tag teams are made the same no they're um, not all
1: all built equally
0: and also as well you know one could argue that although a tag team is a is a you know it's a tandem it's a different thing mm. it is still too individual wrestlers yeah and you know yes they may be greater than the sum of their parts but when one of those parts gets isolated as is the 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 law of tag team wrestling you know if you've got like you know you know i love the gun the motor city machine guns but does alex shelley or chris Sabin really live with okada in that instance no <laughs> or indeed tanahashi yeah like, so you know i i think that's a, an important distinction yeah, to important have made yep. yeah so yeah bang on I,
1: I i'm i'm picking my spots here i kind of i kind of know you well enough to kind of know what's this is gonna a problem go. he's hacked yep. me yeah okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> right you're two up go on and right. time what's okay
1: so the third one is a is a person oh which i think is the is probably going to be the most kind of controversial i'm,
0: I'm fearing okay go on what we got?
1: Well, just to circle back to what I said at the beginning about, you know, not being negative about about wrestling. You know, I see, look you know, look for the good stuff, look on the bright side, you know, glass yeah. half full kind of thing. Yeah. My, what I would like to do away with from wrestling uh, is James Cornett.
0: Oh my gosh, he's gone for it.
1: <laughs> Which I, you know, I think this is probably the most probably the most controversial one. It's just I don't think certainly in his current guise anyway mm. his value to the industry it, he has an overall negative impact on pro wrestling from my perspective
0: okay let's pick this apart because i'll be honest with you and it's going to be difficult for me to answer this because i've never really listened to jim connor mm.
1: um
0: i i know lots of people that really enjoy his stuff um yeah honestly i do to the mainly japanese fan listeners that are going like what (laughs) like (laughs) there are genuinely but um but i personally have never listened to it and the the issue that i've had or the reason why i probably haven't engaged with him is exactly what you're saying because Mm. of the perceived negativity that comes out of it and also the way it's maybe less him because again, I it's, haven't heard yeah, it come from him. It's, it's what almost it more inspires, the, It's you more know? the fans,
1: isn't it? They get yeah. kind of sicked on and then repeat back his, his bio about certain wrestlers or certain companies, you know. And yeah, it just drags the whole discourse down.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. And it's, you know, I hear a lot of people, people that I respect saying that, you know, he's right about a lot of the stuff he says in terms of booking and the approach. And look, I remember when Jim Cornette ran OVW yep. very successfully. Had a, I really enjoyed his stint in Ring of Honor. I thought he was great in that. And as a performer, look, I didn't really care for the mid-90s stuff. Like, But as he got older, like, I liked him as a character in Ring yep. of Honor. I didn't mind him in TNA. I quite liked him as a commentator in MLW and indeed NWA for the brief time that he was there. Like He clearly has value in certain aspects. Yes. But for whatever reason, and well, the the reason is financial, isn't it? He's he's recognised that if he's uh, elaborate in his <laughs> in in his critique of particular aspects of professional wrestling, then he's going to get more support and indeed, ultimately, more money from what he's doing. So in that regard, it's it's sort of reprehensible, isn't it, that he's kind of just going, well, you know, I'm just going to upset a load of people or say a load of stuff that's that gets people riled up mm. and and uh and just reap the benefits where it really tips over though for me is because i was actually um years ago i was asked to cover a jim cornet story on a website i didn't do it i didn't want to do it because at the time i think it wasn't that long ago but this is when makito was Having her first stint in AEW, yeah. and a load of people piled on her about yeah. these microphone shots. And look, I thought people got the wrong end of the stick there. I'd have to go back and watch it, but she had a she had just done her singing entrance and still had a earpiece in. So I thought she was hitting people with the microphone and then selling that she was getting the reverb back, and you know, but still wanting to keep hitting them. That's what mm-hmm. I thought was happening. So it was quite it's quite Japanese, you know, but uh, that's what I thought was going on. But you know, people wanted to relay into her and he royal accounts was pretty awful. And I saw so many people just being hellish towards her. Yeah. And you know, I think she even tweeted something, being like, Jesus Christ, you know, like this is a bit much. And I don't know. I just think we've seen enough of this sort of thing in wrestling where people get on top of folk online, and it, it leads to it can lead to bad outcomes. And I just don't think if you if that's your business model and you know that being a bit a bit grouchy or what have you is going to bring in the money, mm-hmm. I totally understand that. But then when you do that in the knowledge that something
1: quite bad could happen... It's having real-world implications. Yeah,
0: then, then that becomes a different thing. So mm. yeah, I totally
1: get that. And so, it's
0: yeah. a shame because I do think there's probably some... There's probably some good stuff in there in terms of booking oh,
1: critique, absolutely.
0: psychology like this is a fellow that's been around for a long time yeah, he's so he's up clearly up. got some value somewhere but it's completely outweighed by almost a, a quite a blatant disregard for the well-being of anybody as a pop-up mm-hmm. um that would be my yeah, yeah my absolutely
1: yeah it's it's definitely the the fact that it has such a detrimental effect on on the people he he targets yeah, and, yeah, and the overall and the overall quality of pro wrestling discourse online.
0: The other thing as well, and again, I've I got to watch my step here because I I haven't listened to it and I don't really like commenting on things that I haven't actually listened or watched firsthand. But from the bits that I've seen, a recurring critique of his seems to center around things looking phony mm. or like, you know, not real. I can imagine he would have been in full support of your destroyer comments, um, in fact. But I'm thinking I watched you in the 90s, and your whole thing was you carried around a stupid tennis racket, and you know, that was your the weapon killer. of choice, or what have you. Like, what are you talking about? Phony, like that you were an elaborate over the top pantomime villain, yeah, you know, of the time. So, I, I find that a really odd place to be coming from sure, if sure. you're going to critique somebody, you know, whose realism, what have you. But, you know, again, there's there's a Context issue there, because I haven't listened to enough of it. But yeah. that was just a a surface observation. I'm trying sure. to provide a lot of balance because I think everybody knows what
1: this is. Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but I trying to, you know, it's one of those.
1: Not to spoil my own argument, but like it's I think it's coming down to whether like the the kind of good of his career outweighs the the negative. Like, because if he's 101, that's like as if he'd almost like never existed. I was I was never a big fan.
0: Um <laughs> Like I said, I've listed the bits that I liked and they weren't that long. So for me, I'm very happy for Mr. Cornet to watch all the destroyers in the world down in room one oh one.
1: he's just he's gonna be so mad in there with unlimited destroyers and the tag champs being repeatedly beaten. <laughs>
0: this really is some sort of personal hell we're putting the man into here. you got me feeling bad for him. Oh well them's the tricks so off he goes um okay so we've got
1: wave him goodbye yeah
0: all the all the best Jim um so that's Jimmy C tag team champions being regularly defeated by non-teams and Canadian destroyers all firmly settled in wrestling 101 I should point out as well that I anticipate a degree of overlap for this series Mm. as we go forward so you know it's not the case that if we've said one, then, you know, it can't be said. You know, we're happy to take on arguments. And also, I'd hope as well that we could revisit some of these and be like, well, oh, actually, no, maybe we're a bit harsh. I mean, I don't anticipate any of these ones making a comeback, but, you know, it, let's let's leave some room for Did I
1: Did I start with some, uh, you know, some fish in a barrel?
0: No, yeah, he's gone hot. Um, He's he's taken the match ball home. He's a hat-trick hero. Um, so 3-0 up. Very well done indeed. Good argument. Thank you very much. Thank yeah, you very much. Liked all of those. All right, folks, that is it for Wrestling 101. Let us know what you think. Did you like it? Um, would you be interested in, this, in us doing this more regularly with guests, etc.? And what did you think of Gareth's picks? Did you agree? Would you, uh, would you send Jimmy C down to Wrestling 101? <laughs>
1: yeah, we'd love to get people's thoughts on this.
0: This is how we caught some drama. Which we we're literally talking off air about not wanting to do. So there we go. Great. You know, but hey, why the hell not? So look, let us know what you think. We'd be really interested to hear your thoughts. As you know, we're on the socials. It's uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Wrestling Pods, Wrestling about the E. WrestlingPod at gmail.com is where you can send us an email. And wrestlingpod.com. Again, wrestling about the e is where you can find the links for everything, including places to listen all the various podcast platforms where if you would be so kind as to consider leaving a rating or a review, we'd be absolutely uh, delighted and most grateful. Um, You can also find details of our Patreon page. with lots of really cool offerings on there, different bits of content that we're looking to do, Discord channel, so on and so forth. So please do consider taking a look at that. There are so many different tiers for you to get involved with as we appreciate that. Times are hard.
1: If you want to go straight to the Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash the wrestling podcast. That's wrestling with no E as always. Yeah. We'd love to have you on board.
0: Game on. And you can also send us a, what did we decide this was a Kofi or a coffee?
1: (laughs) Let's stick with Kofi. I mean, I'd love a coffee. Keep keep it wrestling.
0: (laughs) Okay. You can also send us Kofi if you don't want to commit to anything. If you just like what we're doing and want to say, keep it up lads. Then by all means, that would also be very warmly appreciated. Indeed. Um, I think I've covered the ever-growing list of plugs. Um, But (laughs) basically, everything you need is at wrestlingpod.com. Wrestling about the You can find the links for everything there. So come hang out. Come let us know what you think. And we really appreciate the feedback and interaction. Gareth, anything more from you?
1: Just uh, off to see Bug this evening with Adam Buxton in London, which I'm very looking forward to. Haven't gone out to do anything fun in some time. So, yeah dead excited for that how's your weekend looking
0: i am off to see black adam this evening in oh, very a rare nice. foray into dc which could only be inspired by dwayne the rock johnson so <laughs> but i'm looking forward to it i hear it's quite good so have a great time thanks mate you too all right friends have a wonderful weekend and indeed a wonderful week and we'll catch you next friday for some more wrestling in the meantime stay happy stay safe and enjoy the grabs